0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, hear your Business Radio X host.
1: Hello, and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Chattanooga Business Radio. I'm your host today, Ryan Redhawk McPherson. I'm very appreciative to be broadcasting from the beautiful Hamilton County Business Development Center here on the North Shore of downtown Chattanooga. Also, very thankful to have a very interesting and thought provoking guest lineup today in studio. And we got a full house for you, so please stay tuned and uh, show these uh, great guests in studio some radio love. First, let's remind our listeners you can follow us on Twitter at Business Radio X. Today, we're using the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio. I know that's a mouthful, but if your phone's like mine, you plug it in once, it remembers it, and you can continue to hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio all day, every day. Um, so let's say hello to our guest here in studio. Uh, first to my radio left is Lynn Talbot. How are you doing this morning, Lynn?
0: Good morning. Doing well, Ryan. And
1: you are with HR Business Solutions. Is that right? Yes. Excellent. We look forward to hearing about that. So please stick with us. Also joining us in the studio is James Chapman, Pro- Program Director at Causeway. How are you doing, James? Hey, doing art. Right. How are you? All right, good. So welcome to Chattanooga good. Business Radio. Thank and, you. And uh, And you're going to be talking about Causeway here in a moment? Yeah. All right. So look forward to that. Uh, But our 1st leadoff guest is uh, Mr. Richard Carmack. He's with RMJ Tactical, the original full-tang tomahawk built to use in extreme conditions where structural failure is not an option. Welcome to the show, Mr. Carmack. How are you? Thank you very much. Doing very well today. And you're a returning guest on Chattanooga Business Radio. Is that right? That is correct. So you must have enjoyed the first time around. We
2: did. Lynn and I are alumni from, uh, I think, the very first show
1: y'all did here. Very cool. So, you're back in the studio and you're going to be sharing with our listeners more information about RMJ Tactical and the legendary Tomahawks you are building. So, tell us, how did it all begin?
2: Well, it, it started when my business partner, Ryan Johnson, he was 12 years old, He wanted ninja tools. And the only way he could, uh, he worked out in his mind that his parents would let him keep them is if he made them himself. So, he got a hibachi grill, a little piece of uh, railroad rail, uh, and uh, started palling around with some 60-year-old guys who were blacksmiths, and he started making knives and swords and throwing stars, and uh, uh, eventually his dad brought him back. His dad was a traveling salesman. He brought back a uh, Boy Scout craft manual from the early 1950s, and in there it had how to make a saddle, how to tan leather how to forge a tomahawk. And he became just fascinated with tomahawks when he was 15. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the time he was 18, he was internationally known uh, for making historical reproductions of tomahawks and actually paid his way through two engineering degrees making uh, handmade knives and tomahawks.
1: And then here we are today, and you are spearheading this operation at RMJ Tactical. Is that correct?
2: Well, I, I run the company side of things. Okay. Ryan is the in in the book of the Myth Revisited. It talks about you need an entrepreneur, a manager, and um, a technician. Well, Ryan's our entrepreneur and technician, and I'm managing. So he he's all the creative juices. Right. I, I try to keep it. Uh, on the road,
1: and so you've been around since two thousand one. Is that correct?
2: Ryan started uh, the the first tactical tomahawk was designed in two thousand one, and when we say the f- we call it the first modern tactical tomahawk, Ryan is the one. Very, uh, he came up with the concept of the all steel mm-hmm. integral head handle tomahawk. So we call it the first modern tactical tomahawk. But he did that in two thousand one, in two thousand five. We formed the company RMJ Tactical, right. and,
1: and the uh, all-steel tomahawk with a full tang, used for both breaching and extracting situations, used by law enforcement, military personnel, um, or just overall enthusiasts of the tomahawk. Right.
2: That is correct. And what we're finding is, 300 years ago, the tomahawk was used. It was a multi-purpose tool. It was used for agriculture, preparing food, preparing shelter, and occasionally. Uh, very rarely but occasionally it would be used as a weapon uh, but uh, they they used it every day just carving life in uh, the the frontier us of a
1: so let's talk about you know the the making process of these tomahawks uh, what specifically do you do that differs from the other people out there trying to do this and some of the specifications of these tomahawks
2: well it's uh, over the years more and more people are coming on board with how we do them, but uh, they are all steel. We have, we use 4140 chrome moly steel, which is a very tough tool steel, and we choose that over other steels that uh, may be more knife-friendly because the forces that you can generate using the tomahawk with the swinging and the impact and stuff, we don't want it to be quite as brittle as some of the the more common steels are. We uh, it, it's, it's got to got to not fail in the field especially when the troops are using them.
1: Yeah, built for toughness, built for durability over the long term and can handle any type of situation.
2: Virtually any type of situation. Now we also use a concept that uh, was uh, perfected in the samurai swords. The striking edges are very hard, however we want the handle to be springy so we use a differential heat treat. The striking edges are, uh, are measured at about Rockwell 53 the handle itself is Rockwell 30, so somebody who has some mass behind them can actually see some deflection when uh, when you prying on mm-hmm. the handle itself. But that's, that's key because we never, ever want them to break.
1: And you have quite a variety of uh, Tomahawks out there you offer to people to use, um, everything from the real heavy-duty uh, to the lightweight, more uh, backpack-type friendly. Um, and again, you say your son Ryan is behind a lot of these designs, or are you getting some good—
2: Actually, Ryan's not my
1: son. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh,
2: that's okay. Uh, we've been accused of that a number of times. It makes me feel ancient. <laughs> okay. But uh, uh, Ryan uh, has been created. He is he is very unique in the fact that he is not only master bladesmith. He probably knows more about historical tomahawks than uh, very few people know as much as okay. he do, does. And that's he he uh, took designs that were very popular in the 17 and 18
1: hundreds and it just modernized them. Right. And you have recently won some awards and distinctions, most uh, recently the 2015 Blade Show Knife Collaboration of the Year Award. That the, must be something you're proud of.
2: We are very proud of it. A knife maker, Bowidman Knives, and us collaborated in a, it, it's uh, almost an art tomahawk. Uh, the Whitmans call it the Gucci mm. of the tomahawks. Okay. And it, it is a very fancy, very upscale, Tomahawk, it's uh, a little bit outside of the norm, of what we normally do. Most of our other tomahawks are really for field use, like you said, breaching, Mm -hmm. and uh, they're really for tools. That particular one is...
1: piece of art and you're located here in the hamilton county business development center Uh, they've got a great space you were kind enough to show me around this morning very intriguing on what you guys are doing behind the doors over there i'm sure the general public would love to get a sneak peek in there but what's your vision for rmj tactical going forward in 2016
2: 2016 we are going to focus on the things that got us where we are we have a tendency of having way too many ideas and and uh chasing a lot of things. So we're going to focus on making lots of tomahawks, but we're also going to be introducing two new uh, knife
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: knife uh, products. Uh, probably two more are going to be prototyped in 2014. So we're hoping that we will double our production in 2016. And what's
1: your experience been like uh, being part of the Hamilton County Business Development Center?
2: It is absolutely been a great blessing. If uh, anybody is in a startup situation, there's not a better place to get started. One, they, they help out in the fact that there's lots of supporting uh, seminars, education, that you can tap into. Uh, also, the entrepreneurial spirit that is here amongst the other tenants is is just really hard to beat. There's an right. energy that you can't find, with, especially when you're out on your own. And sometimes I know I felt like I was on an island when we were <laughs> in three garages doing this stuff. But now, like with with Lynn and the other folks, the, they they help us be better than we would be by ourselves
1: no i concur on exactly what you just said you know business radio x we're all over the place visiting businesses in many different cities and there is a certain energy you feel as soon as you walk into this building and certainly when we talk to people who have businesses here at the hamilton hamilton county business development center so um, we concur exactly what you're you're describing to our listeners there we're talking with richard carmack he is with rmj tactical Um, And so, if people want to find more information about your company and your uh, products, how would they do so?
2: Well, we're primarily on the internet, rmjtactical.com. Obviously, you could call us at 866-779-6922, but the website, you can get a lot of information on the history, the different types of tomahawks that we make, the different types of uh, uses that they have, and also here are some... uh, interesting things that some of our customers have said in the past.
1: Yeah, we'd love to, you know, get our listeners to that website so they can kind of dive into it and look in more detail about what you're doing, but really get some of that real-world feedback from uh, some of the warfighters out there, the law enforcement personnel, the first responders who have used these tomahawks in real-life situations. And that's true.
2: Yeah. You, you can see it there.
1: Right. And uh, so on the website, uh, do you have Facebook? Or are you on LinkedIn or anything?
2: We, uh, not really LinkedIn. We've got Facebook. We actually have two Facebook pages, the general Facebook page. But then we've got a closed group when Facebook cut kind of step because they classify us as a weapon. Uh, between one uh, half to one percent of our Facebook followers actually get information from us because okay. of their classification. So we went to a closed group, and everybody gets everything that we post there. So you'll see things about new products that we've got coming up, contests that we had. We just we something very interesting. We had somebody call us up Thursday. It was a customer. He said, "If I bought a Tom Hawk, would you give it away for me?" and say, absolutely what you want to do. And he goes, I want to give it to a veteran. Mm -hmm. And so we ran a Facebook contest. And we gave this this gentleman, bought a Tomahawk and... and we gave it to a veteran
1: that is great and so for so, veterans day last week yep. uh showing some love to the veterans yeah. out there that's and just
2: a customer he he i don't believe he was a veteran at all but uh, he said would you do this and say absolutely so that's a great way did.
1: to support any other ways you're giving back uh, to the community here in chattanooga um, or your thoughts also on the business culture here in chattanooga
2: well we we give uh, a tomahawk a month away, and uh, typically it's uh, like uh, to uh Green Beret Foundation, we send them off for auctions. Uh, the, the, there's a number of Army uh, and Navy, and really all the groups that uh, we give Tomahawks for auctions and mm-hmm. things like that, and then we spend a lot of time. Uh, we, we give occasionally, we'll do a blacksmithing demonstration for different groups and things like that, and... Uh, so anything that we can get involved outstanding. with outstanding.
1: And your thoughts on Chattanooga, the business community, the culture here, and how you see yourself fitting in or uh, or or not. You know, well, with well,
2: what you a you Chattanooga has become a great place that I wish... Nobody would find out about because <laughs> it's it's great to it's, uh, be yeah. growing faster. Than, you can end up being like want. Atlanta.
1: is what's going to happen. Oh,
2: I hope <laughs> not. not. Me too. But uh, <laughs> no, there there is a spirit uh, within uh, uh, Chattanooga that that's hard to beat. I just participated in a program called SmartWise MBA in uh, Next Level. It was put on by the that was brought here by the Urban League. That had fifteen of uh, uh, CEO types that we went through a twenty eight week course that's absolutely the best thing that i have ever done um and uh that the community would bring in something like that Mm -hmm. is tremendous and anybody out there that could possibly get involved with that i highly recommend it worked up my butt off for 28 weeks but uh really my the the folks who work for me are buckling on their seat belts because i've got three years worth of uh homework that they're going to help me do uh after this class.
1: Outstanding. So, uh, uh, Richard Car- Carmack with RMJ Tactical. You can find him on the website at rmjtactical.com or email them directly, rmjtactical at gmail.com. You can contact them also by telephone at 866 Tactical Tomahawks with the Modern Warfighter in Mind, produced right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So thank you very much, Richard, for taking time out of your day and joining us. And um, and we look forward to hearing more great things from RMJ Tactical in 2016. Thank you, Ryan. My pleasure. Also, listeners, make sure you are following us on the Facebook, Business Radio X. Um, again, Twitter, at Business Radio X. And uh, connect with us also on LinkedIn in our group page there. Um, all right we got another guest waiting patiently here in the studio, and his name is James Chapman, and he is program director at Causeway. All right, James, how are you? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing today? Good. Please explain to our listeners what Causeway is.
3: Yeah, so Causeway is a nonprofit, um, and it's designed to uh, equip and empower Chattanoogans to develop... Smarter solutions to our city's toughest challenges, and what that means is we take an entrepreneurial approach to um, nonprofit ideas, and and it doesn't necessarily have to be someone to start up a nonprofit. It could also be a project, or it could be just. A business with a social cause um, mm-hmm. but but we're we're here to help people figure it out and and try to um, help them get in that right direction so that okay. they can launch
1: right cause yeah. way I mean I, I, I thought at first it was about a overpass or a road <laughs> but you know the cause the way to you know help enable your cause So yeah, yeah, what, what are some much. of the behind-the-scenes things you're doing for folks are you just connecting people is there kind of a bullet points and outlines you can help these nonprofits succeed
3: yeah yeah so we have a number of programs that um, we, we get people connected with one is our Co-Starters for Causes program, where it's, it's essentially a nine-week course that people go through and it helps them um, test their assumptions about their idea, and then it also helps them go from idea to action. Um, and, and so it's, it's for starters and it's by starters, and so there, there's other people in that cohort with them, and they're all bouncing ideas off of each other and, and all trying to, trying to get it figured out. Um, Another way is um, the more traditional and and easiest ways for people to get involved is through our website. Um, If you go to causeway.org and you're just trying to fundraise for a cause that you have, um, you just post it on the website and then, um, you know, allow people to go to it and they can donate, you know, X amount of dollars to to, to help you raise raise money for your cause. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so I've, I've got a non- let's say, you know, hypothetically, I got a, a nonprofit here in Chattanooga or an idea or like, an, idea. Just be an idea. Yeah. So it. but then how do I know I need your services? Are you out there actively kind of marketing them or would I find that through channels of word of mouth through other nonprofits uh, or I may not even realize I need your help?
3: Hey. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that could be um, could be true. So um, following us on Facebook and all of our other social media outlets is, is a, a one way that a lot of people get engaged with us. And then also through our website, because like when you're trying to promote your cause, um, you're sharing it on your social media mm-hmm. and, and your email blast and then other people hear about it and they start coming. So um, word of mouth has has worked out a lot for us just because people are, are always pointing people in our direction in, in order for them to get help.
1: Can you share with our listeners any recent success stories of someone who came to you said I need your services and they were truly able to ramp up their their cause uh, based on uh, on your help.
3: Yeah, yeah so a lot of them um, are people who have gone through our co-starters for causes program. one in particular um, is a project called the Purple Scarf Project where it was just an idea for him he was actually thinking about becoming a nonprofit but um through going through that program he actually decided to be a for profit with a social cause so think of think of TOM shoes right mm-hmm. um you know they you buy a pair of shoes and then they donate a pair of shoes to somebody else where it's the same thing with with him and his scarves you you buy a scarf and then they they give a scarf away to somebody who has um, cancer um, and so that that's particularly who, who they're going after is they want to give an identity back to those people who are suffering from uh, hair loss because of because of cancer
1: that's great uh, it's certainly helping people who need it and you're yeah. taking these ideas and, and bringing them to action yeah and that's really um, a, a super need for the nonprofit community
3: yeah absolutely
1: and absolutely. it could be any nonprofit so someone who's just starting a, a 501c3 on their own or maybe an existing one that's you know huge like the American Cancer Society or something or uh, anywhere in between
3: yeah yeah anywhere in between as long as they're socially minded and and it's for chattanooga um again it can be in just the idea phase they just have an idea they haven't quite quite fleshed it out or it can be somebody that's existing that wants to just you know post a cause on our website mm-hmm. and, and raise money for it so yeah
1: so you're one of the program directors out there. So what are you actively doing on a day-to-day basis? Are you helping some of the people who are just walking in the door? Or are you making sure some of the other um, projects are getting executed? What do you do on a day basis? Yeah, so
3: essentially I got brought in as entrepreneur-in-residence with Causeway. Um, and, and I my role is to work one-on-one with a lot of those entrepreneurs who are trying to uh, vet their ideas and, and go through that process. I'm pretty much the point person for that and get them pointed in the right direction. Uh, one of the things that I've got my hands in a little bit right now, um, more so than any of the other programs, is the One Table um, event. Yeah, that, Please that share have yeah, up. share with
1: our listeners about that, please.
3: Yeah, so One Table, it's going to be going down next Monday, the 23rd. Um, it's going to be on MLK Boulevard in between Miller Park and Miller Plaza. Um, and we're going to line one big table up, you know, down the block. Like the street up um like really big so (laughs) like um i think i think it's about 20 tables long okay um and so um we're gonna we're gonna line those tables up uh right down the middle of mlk boulevard and we're just gonna have a thanksgiving potluck uh causeway's gonna sponsor the turkey and dressing and then we're gonna have people in the community who want to attend just just bring um any other sides that that go along with it yeah to make that happen so Um, we're we're super excited about that. This is our second time doing it. Last year, we had about 700 people in attendance. That's great. Yeah, yeah, for lunch. It's going to take place between 1130 and 130. So on next Monday, if anybody's free for lunch in the Chattanooga area, they
1: should come check it out. Outstanding. And uh, we pray for good weather for the folks uh, that day. Yeah. Is is it weather dependent? Would you have to reschedule if there No, nah, we won't reschedule. You'll just, um, you
3: yeah. know, we have um Miller Plaza that's right there and they've got a pavilion oh, and nice. so we'll move a lot of the stuff in the pavilion. If if we have rain or something like that. We've been checking the weather and it looks like yeah. we we're going to have pretty pretty clear skies on that day, so oh. that's going to be good for us. Um right. we, and hopefully it stays that way, but but right. yeah, uh, we're super looking forward to it. the the reason why we did it is because um uh, we identified that miller park and miller plaza have two totally different demographics um you know in, in downtown chattanooga one side is um traditionally known for business people you know miller miller plaza and they they go on their lunch breaks and they um they chat together and that kind of thing and then on the other side of miller park typically known for people who are kind of underprivileged um maybe a lot of the residents from um miller um not miller um Patent Towers, okay. uh, will, you know, kind of kind of occupy that area. And so what we wanted to do was just block the street off and bring both sides to the table just for conversation and, and for lunch mm-hmm. um, and and share a meal together, yeah.
1: And so how can listeners find out more information about it, exact coordinates, time, details, all that?
3: Yeah, yeah. Just check out Causeway.org. Um, it's spelled just like it sounds, Causeway. And um, again, it's going to be next Monday, the twenty third, from eleven thirty to one thirty.
1: And we're speaking with James Chapman. He is program director with Causeway. He's also a native of Chattanooga. So let's get your thoughts about Chattanooga, where it was when, as you remember, as a child, to where it is today, and where you may see it going in the future.
3: Yeah. So um, you know, Chattanooga's changed a lot for from my perspective. Um, I remember when I was in high school and college, I was thinking that. I would never live in Chattanooga just because there wasn't a whole lot to do. It didn't sound like it was a lot of opportunities. It didn't seem like it was a uh, much of a town for for entertainment and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But um, after you know going off for college and, and sent away a few years after that and, and coming back, um, I just feel like it's a totally different city now. I feel like we still have a lot of work to do and. In a few areas, but as, as far as the the growth and progression that we've had, you know, with really a span of probably about eight to ten years, it's, it's been kind of kind of phenomenal. And being able to to be a champion to to kind of lead some of that progress is, is uh, super exciting.
1: I'm sure it is. And yes, for you to see the change happening in the business community here, and then now you have a desire to stay here in your hometown yep. as opposed to getting out of college and and going somewhere else to to follow your dreams. So you're making it happen right here in Chattanooga, and that's a testament to not only yourself, but the, the community here, and, and the need for men like you who are making a difference out there, uh, particularly with Causeway.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that um, a lot of people are, are kind of um, invested here, and they've they decided that they want to they wanna stay here, and they want to make this city the best place that they can be, and so, um, you know, it's just bringing those like-minded people together and, and figuring out the best way to do it.
1: That's right. Well, one way to do that is be a guest here on Chattanooga Business Radio, get the word out, to let right. people know um, that, uh, you know, that... We're here to help support you and your mission, whatever that may be. Um, so, if people want to donate to Causeway, is that is there a, a way they can do that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. They can just go to Causeway.org and then you'll see the the one table cause up, just like some of our other causes. Um, we have a cause with one table, and so if they wanted to donate to Causeway, they can definitely do so. Do what about want.
1: volunteer opportunities?
3: Yeah, yeah. So if you if you want to volunteer, just go to um, VolunteerMatch.org and we have a uh, we have a posting on there, um, or you can just email us at info at causeway.org. And, and, you know, if you want to volunteer, just drop us a line and, and you can do it. Or if you want to just show up, you know, yeah. um, you know, if you, if you show up and say, Hey, I want to be put to work, we're not going to, we're not going to stop you.
1: That's great. So whether you want to donate, volunteer, just help out or just be part of the, uh, the good work that you guys are doing, there's room for everyone. Yep, absolutely. So that's great. So, um, so uh, James Chapman tell our listeners again how they can find yourself
3: or Causeway or the the one table um, event yeah yeah just go to um, www.causeway.org. Um, All Olive Causeway social media is the same uh, Causeway, that's on Instagram Facebook and Twitter um, and if you want to follow me on Twitter it's at I wrote the hustle
1: I wrote the hustle that's right I will be following you for sure when I get a chance to, to log into my tweets. Um, uh, but please come back on to Chattanooga Business Radio, maybe after the one table. Share sure. your thoughts about that. Also, maybe some news that you have coming up uh, in 2016. We at Business Radio X and Chattanooga Business Radio want to continue to help you um, and support your mission there at Causeway. So let us know how we can do that. Totally. Thank All you. All right. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us here today on Chattanooga Business Radio. Also want to remind the listeners to save the date for the Grateful Gobbler Walk. It's happening Thanksgiving morning, 8 a.m. at Cool Ridge Park. Gonna build community support and provide funding for the McClellan Shelter for Families, for more information, go to www.gratefulgobblerwalk.org. All right, next up in the studio is Lynn Talbot with HR Business Solutions. How are you doing, Lynn?
0: Good morning, Ryan.
1: All right, and so you are a returning guest to Chattanooga Business Radio. Is that right?
0: Yes, I had so much fun my first time, had to come back and try it again. And we
1: didn't scare you away, so you made it happen and you came on back. So that's great. Um, and what like what was some of your f- highlights from your previous ex- uh, appearance on Chattanooga Business Radio?
0: Well, we talked mo- mainly about the business development center and the incubator and the synergy here and how successful the incubator has been and how wonderful it is as Richard mentioned before anybody thinking about starting their own business they've got an idea they can start out at a place like Causeway or Colab and then when they're ready to get a physical location they can come over here and get some pretty cheap rent. (laughs) Yeah. So how long have you been here? Um, I will, in February, I'll be here three years, and the incubation period is generally between three and four. Mm -hmm. So I will be um, incubated in um, probably June or July, be looking to... um, Spread your
1: wings and fly. That's right. right. Any Mm -hmm. idea where you want to go here in town, or what you want to kind of set up shop in a new place? Yes,
0: looking for property to rent or buy. That's just what I need. Is It's hard. Um, The North Shore is a wonderful place. I'd love to stay here. It's um, the prices just go up every day. So I'll keep looking around and try to find something that works for me and my clients.
1: Uh, True. So let's talk about HR business solutions, what you do and and who are some of your clients. Yeah.
0: Well, um, the gentleman you had on earlier, Richard Carmack, was one of my very first clients when I moved into the building. So he has um, inventory and he sells tomahawks all over the world. So we work with international currency and he has a, a pretty complicated QuickBooks file and we have him set up on a really good platform and meet with him monthly and his bookkeeper monthly to keep him on target and um, also work with some people that come out of the Causeway like Purple Scarf. We work with them too and um, some of them just need a very simple platform and the one we set up for Purple Scarf is um, only seven dollars a month. It's just a very simple, if you don't have a lot of inventory or payroll or complicated features you just need to you know track your ins and outs um seven dollars a month's a pretty good pretty good way to 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 start yeah
1: i'd say so so are you willing to help anyone from the sole proprietor all the way up to what level size company
0: well um yes we started out just doing startups and the sole sole proprietor and now we're taking on larger larger companies more medium-sized company three to five million dollar companies that need Focused bookkeeping Or specific bookkeeping Um, A lot of things Are done in the cloud So I don't have to Drive around And sit at somebody's desk You know We just log in And get their bills Paid for them And we do Try to do everything We can in the cloud The cloud has really Made accounting Has really changed The way people Do accounting now They don't go to Their accountant and throw a handful of, you know, receipts in a shoebox of, you know, <laughs> bank statements. I still them. do that. <laughs> and, that's <what> it <laughs> and we try to move them away from that and into the cloud, which is all real time and they can work from their phone. Mm-hmm. So we sit the client down and we say, how do... How do you use your bookkeeping? What do you need? And we try to find them the platform that works the best for them with their budget.
1: So someone like yourself who has worked with many of startups across all different industries, Mm -hmm. what are some of the biggest mistakes you find that these startups are making when it regards to their bookkeeping?
0: Well, that's a that's a really good question because I'm always just amazed at the things people do with their books or they just ignore their books. That's probably the biggest problem is Ignoring that Ignoring
1: the actually mm-hmm. the updating and keeping good, accurate records.
0: Yeah, just wanna put their head in the sand and um, I understand as an entrepreneur they feel like they can do everything. They have they wear their hat many hats and so they say, Well, I can do my books but they what happens is they get busy selling, promoting their product, trying to find funding, trying to get the best face out there and do all their marketing and They feel like bookkeeping is something that they can do later Mm -hmm. and they can just pass the buck to somebody else. That's just not the case. And after a year or two, they land in my office and they go, "Um, I haven't filed my taxes, but you know, can you help me out? And we'll grab them and we'll, um, you know, usually in just a matter of two or three days can get them all caught up and up to date. And they usually leave my office feeling a whole lot better about, about their books.
1: So you end up doing some forensic accounting, I imagine. Yes, yeah, we kinda. do
0: a lot of that. Looking um, through old
1: shoe boxes and receipts and stuff, right?
0: <laughs> That's right. We somehow make sense out of all the chaos that they bring to us. So we, we, we put it in and make it perfect sense, invite their accountant to look at the, the file so we can um, collaborate with their accountant and collaborate with them. And everybody knows what, what we're doing and how we're putting mm-hmm. everything into QuickBooks.
1: We're speaking with Lynn Talbot. She is a small business consultant helping business owners with human resources and bookkeeping solutions. So what about the human resources department uh, that you're doing for folks?
0: Yes. So a lot of small businesses don't need human resources if they don't have employees. And so, but once they get their first employee, I ask them to please come and let me give them, you know, the talk. Okay. Because there are a lot of things that you have to do when you have employees. And one of them is to pay payroll taxes, Mm -hmm. pay the proper taxes and not just put them in as a 1099 A tendency for a lot of startups is to say, I want to avoid all the complications and uh, extra taxes with payroll taxes. And they they just kind of get a little freaked out by it. And they just want to put everybody's a 1099. And the laws just don't allow that to happen for everyone. So we we kind of talked to them about what that looks like and what their risks are and and, and how, how that should how that should happen.
1: So once you get that first employee, there's a whole another uh, you know set of rules that you got to play by, and you're the person to speak to to make sure we're, we're sticking to those rules.
0: Yes, because I keep it very simple, and I, there's no need to have a big you know formal plan if you're just one or two employees or just a small business. We try to start them out simple, and where they can understand it. Four or five employees, you need an employee handbook. You know, mm-hmm. you need to start having some rules and regulations. What are you going to do with sick time? What are you going to do at Christmas? Are you going to pay people? And just want to be consistent is the whole thing, consistent and fair. And a lot of entrepreneurs are, but a lot of times um, they don't realize that they might be treating diff- people differently. So we try to go in there and just make sure they're being consistent. And then, of course, when they want to hire or fire someone, just the rules around that, unemployment, things that they just don't think about or they mm-hmm. think don't apply to them, they really do apply, and we we kind of walk them through how 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 they can handle those.
1: Right, and so uh, let's back up for a moment and talk yeah. about the cloud accounting that uh, people are gravitating towards, and, and you do recommend that. Uh, but what are some of the challenges that may come along with uh, adopting a cloud accounting?
0: Yes, we love the cloud. That's what okay. we put on our our, our, our Facebook page. We are okay. cloud loving. You know, a, a bookkeepers here. Nice so uh, i love the cloud because it allows the entrepreneurs to do everything right from their phone or their tablet so contractors um, anybody they can stand right at someone's house they can take a picture of the project they can do an estimate right there they can ask the person for their email email it to them right away and then um they can get in their truck and go to the next job they don't have to wait till they go home open a, a spreadsheet or some kind of you know Invoice system that they've made up or have gotten from Word, and then try to remember all the things that that person talked about— their name and address and everything. So they do everything; it's all live. And maybe by the time they get back home, that person's clicked on "Yes, I like this," and they turn into an invoice and set up a time to go and and help them. So, the cloud accounting is great; it syncs with your bank, your credit cards. We sync it with all these really cool apps called uh, time tracking apps called T sheets. And it will, um, all your employees can log in right from their phone. It geolocates them, you know, where your employees are at all times and what project they're working on. So at the pay period, I just finished my payroll for the 1st and the 15th. I opened my T-Sheets book and I um, went in and approved them all. And it synced it right into my bookkeeping file, which I use QuickBooks. And it job cost everyone. It told me exactly how many hours all my employees worked on which client, so I didn't have to go back and do a spreadsheet. So with one click of the button, I did it. Imported into my payroll, and another click, it imported into my QuickBooks and job costs. Basically, all my billings done. So things like that, the cloud accounting allows you to be more efficient. Mm-hmm. We love efficiency. We don't think people should hand enter a lot of data and then possibly enter it wrong or go all hand right. da- enter it. Two or three times, we just like to do it one time and and have it done
1: right. And with the cloud, though, is there some security risk that people should be concerned about?
0: Well, people do ask me about the security risk, and it's just as secure as your banking a ba- bank account because it does sync with your bank account. So it's just as secure as your password and whatever parameters you've taken to make sure your your passwords are secure. So we do recommend that people have good security passwords and, and maybe change those as well and mm-hmm. not write the write them down. So, um, it, yeah, it's, it's just as good as, as the password. And and, it, and if, you, if you do online banking, then yes. that's much more risky than doing cloud well, that, accounting.
1: That's, it's good to hear from an expert like yourself yeah. because I'm <laughs> sure that is uh, a concern for maybe a, a young startup out there. and want to make sure mm-hmm. everything is uh, uh, above board before they get started with their accounting. I had my own business for a number of years, and how I kept my bookkeeping was a spiral notebook and a pen. Yeah. <laughs> you know okay. and then uh but i don't know how you translate that to the cloud right <laughs> so uh but now everybody talks about quickbooks and this that and the other what is the most common platform for accounting that you see uh, people adopting these days
0: well when they come into my office um generally they're going to want a cloud-based accounting platform and that quickbooks has a cloud-based one it's called qbo or quickbooks online and I would say 80% of the clients that walk into my office are going to probably end up on that platform. There's another one called Xero, and that's X-E-R-O. R O. Zero is a really cool one, and we're the only certified people in Chattanooga right now. We certify, right. we teach, and train on Xero. I like Xero. It, it's, a, it's a little more sophisticated, but it's perfect for some clients, especially if they're doing purchase orders and bringing in, um, bringing in a lot of purchase orders and turning that into inventory. It has a good way to do that there's uh, Freshbooks there's about four or five other platforms and we we operate on all of those we we teach and train we teach and train a lot of accountants in town on how to use those because their clients will come to them and they go I don't know how to extract this what I need for my accounting from your Um, from your bookkeeping and we go in and help them Mm -hmm. do that.
1: Yeah, FreshBooks is another one I've heard Mm of and uh, whether you're a small business uh, that's a good one to recommend and and you recommend it as well.
0: It is good. It's it's limited in its features but we have a lot of clients that use it. It's a very good billing system and expense capturing system. It's not so good on the balance sheet side so um, most people that use FreshBooks will use FreshBooks and QuickBooks together and integrate the two. They fully integrate and sync with each other, so it, it's it's just um just a matter of what people need, and we try to look at what they need and get them the best the best platform that is the least amount of time. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: And then you hopefully they stick with you uh, as their business grows. Yes. And you get to be their one person they go to for all their accounting needs. Right. And human resources needs as that, well.
0: That's right. So we watch them grow. Then we when they need to add payroll, we'll we'll either do the payroll for them, add it on as a module, help them find a a, a third party. And then we'll talk to them about the um, now their their, their responsibilities mm-hmm. as being an employer of, of, right. of employees, what their responsibilities are. So yes. now
1: let's talk about Chattanooga. What are your thoughts about this town? Are you a native Chattanoogan, Or uh, what brought you here, and uh, what makes you stay here?
0: Oh yeah, well I've been here eighteen years. It's hard to believe. A native North Carolina, went to okay. UNC Chapel Hill, and um, came over here. My husband is a physician at um, Erlanger, and moved here and. Um, Chattanooga has changed a lot. You know, you used to not come down to the North Shore and hang out 18 years ago, and now it is just the happening place. But we love it, and I love the synergy here. As James and Richard were both talking, the synergy here for startups is just great. It's um, anybody can come here, and if you can't, find somebody to help you with your business. You're not looking very hard because <laughs> right. there's a lot of people here willing to help you and, and the incubator included. I, I love the incubator and the TSBDC, which is located in the incubator. They have free um, services here the business development center. They have free services for startups and we love free. I mean, why wouldn't you come to free, right. you know, right. free, free, free. Right. And so um, I will go and teach classes there too. That's another thing I do for them. I help, Entrepreneurs by teaching free classes. We teach one on uh, the top 10 bookkeeping mistakes entrepreneurs make because I kept seeing the same ones again and again. I thought if I could just catch them before they made those mistakes, you know, I could maybe help, help some of them start out a little bit better. So a lot of free classes here. It's a good place.
1: Right, and uh, so make sure you connect with Lynn Talbot here at... Uh, HR Business Solutions, and she will be happy to help you out. If you have questions or your bookkeeping is a mess, she can put it in <laughs> an order for you. She's the owner and uh, operator over there. Um, so tell folks how they can find out information about you, website, uh, email, phone number, all the good stuff.
0: Well, yeah, you can go to our website, hrbiz, and that's B-I-Z, solutions.net. You can always call the chamber of the incubator here and ask for the bookkeeping or QuickBooks lady, as I'm known around town, and we're always always glad to help out people who have problems with their bookkeeping. So um, find us there. We have a Facebook page and, and LinkedIn. And if you just start typing in HR Business Solutions, you'll generally, generally find us. So it's been a pleasure being here, and we wish everybody happy bookkeeping.
1: Well, thank you, uh, Bookkeeping Lady or QuickBooks Lady. What was it? It's QuickBooks Lady, yes. right? How <laughs> do uh, you get that on your name tag? But uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join us here again on Chattanooga Business Radio. And if we can help you out further your mission or help you get more business, please let us know. We'd love to do so. Excellent. All right. And now it's time for our headliners. Thank you so much, listeners, for being patient. And thank you so much. Jonathan Brogdon and Sheldon Grizzle with Spartan for being patient and waiting in there. Now it's your turn to tell Chattanooga how you're changing the world. Uh, so welcome, Jonathan and Sheldon.
4: Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Great to be here. All right. So tell us about Spartan. I'll start, I guess. Yeah, sounds good. Jonathan? Yep. So, Spartan's a, a group of, a pretty good-sized group of really talented individuals, but we're all focused on Reducing the risk of executing on great tech-driven ideas, a lot of technology people, a lot of user experience people, business people, um, and to a person, everyone has built a product or built a business multiple times, and so we know a lot about what not to do. We also help uh, clients just drive through to reduce not just the cost of something, but even the time structure of, of of putting a new idea out there. You have to be courageous for a new idea. There's risk just by definition in new ideas, but there are ways to mitigate some of that through proven practices and going through a process with someone, uh, to, to drive, to approve, whether it's a product that is, that can be built in a market that does accept it and then making sure you've got the talent to to make it something worthwhile. And worthwhile to us mm-hmm. means you're building a business with it. You're getting revenue. Right.
1: So if I'm a business owner and I've got a new product and I want to bring to market but I can't do it by myself, that's where you step in.
4: We do a, lo- a lot of times a and this can be a you know, a lot of times it's a new entrepreneur, but a lot of times it's a division of a of a larger corporation. There are always ideas and strategic movements that say hey we need to try this in this market or we need to rebuild a platform or we're going to build a new product in a in a space and either you know traditionally you would hire a person or two people or three people they have to learn to work together they have to learn to work within the new culture and environment what we're basically bringing is an advanced team sort of a special forces team they've all worked together before they can work very quickly under a process they know really well and whoever's driving that strategic initiative will know very quickly whether they should change it or put more money into it or kill it. And Mm -hmm. and the cost to get to that point uh, is far less when you've got a very highly talented group to go after it.
5: That sounds like it. So how long has Spartan been around, Sheldon? Uh, Spartan as a company has been around for about four years now. Uh, Jonathan and I joined about two years ago and, and really started working on more of the startup side and trying to launch uh, a division that that could also invest in some of the companies that we help get off the ground. So we bring that um, expertise around, uh, not just creating new ventures, but taking them to market and validating the business model and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so, so that's been really cool to, to kind of fuse our uh, early stage ventures and and kind of scaling experience with the the technology experts that we have on staff um, and as partners um so yeah four years two years uh we've been there and and we feel like we're just now really, really starting to hit our stride. So it's it's been a fun 2015 for us. And, and why is that? Are you just now getting the word out to a bigger audience, or are you just kind no. of honing in more of exactly what you do? Yeah, it's it's really more just honing, figuring out where your place in the market is, and how you differentiate yourself mm-hmm. from from everyone else. And just it takes time for you to get the the right team. You know, there's there's that um, great book, Good to Great, that talks about. You know, making sure that you get the right people on the bus and then get the right, you know, the people in the right seats on the bus. And then you're ready to, you know, really get going. And, and we feel like we have that right core of people mm, that's good. doing the right things now. And and we're just we're hiring great people. We're getting great projects. And and uh, and now we're really growing. Do you only service uh, businesses in the Chattanooga
1: area or what uh, or anywhere? What, who do you connect with? Yeah, most of our business isn't
4: even in Chattanooga. Is that right? We, we do serve you know, some companies and clients in Chattanooga, and we, we like to see that grow, but most of our business is, is all over the... So how does business find you these days? Is it through word of mouth? Are you actively out there marketing your services? Uh, I wouldn't say marketing, but we have, again, we have a very uh, high quality group of people that have done a lot of work in a lot of different verticals. And so there's a, there's a big network. And so just learning what's going on in the marketplace, learning who is trying to solve what problems, it's gotta be something that interests us as well. We don't want to solve small problems. We don't want to help solve small problems. Um, But we're not, well, I mean, we're not actively marketing other than maybe this. Right. right. Yeah. This is probably our first
5: uh, public appearance. So, anyway. you, so business
1: must be good, and you're doing a good job, that, but the team of people over there are leaning upon some of their past successes to bring in new business for Spartan. Is, is, am yeah. I understanding and, that
5: correctly? And failures. Right. Failure you know, uh, failures just as important, if not more important, in this kind of business than, than the successes. And, and everybody on our team has had a good mixture of both. Um, when you, when you get the scars, you realize like that's, that's where experience really, really comes from. You, you learn what not to do. Um, and so we've got a good balance of success and failure. Um, but the, the team Spartan has a very unique team. Um, about half of our company is based in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And then the other half is we, we have a developer all, all the way in Romania. Okay. And then we've got a guy in Seattle and then everything in between. well oh, you got the world covered. <laughs> so yeah. From, it, from Europe to the West coast. And almost, in almost literally. So, yeah. um, so it, and it's been, it's been really fun. You know, the kind of business that we're in, it, it necessitates, we believe it necessitates having a. Uh, a view that that expands beyond just your specific locale, because, um, you know, th- we live in a virtual world and we built Spartan as a virtual first company, even though we have a headquarters and, and a location, all of our tools um, can you, no matter where you are in the world, you can work.
1: Right. And no, that's something we hear a lot here at Business Radio X, that the world is uh, shrinking with the, uh, with the Internet and everybody staying connected virtually. Therefore, your services, your businesses, your products can be uh, enjoyed by anywhere, virtually anywhere, anybody, anywhere. So uh, uh, what kind of companies do you work with? Is there one type of industry that you like to focus on? Or are you willing to help, like you said, anybody you kind of resonate their mission with your mission?
4: We're not vertical specific. We'll work in pretty much any industry. Uh, we're very selective the type of problems that we're going to solve. We do want them to have an impact, but that can range anywhere from a startup where an entrepreneur has started to build a team. He started to collect a little bit of resources to build it, but is not quite sure whether his product is fully buildable or whether his market is validated yet and we'll we'll help them do that all the way to the other end where very large multinational corporations are moving a new product out outside a little bit outside their comfort zone or just don't have the personnel to drive it as fast as possible. Yeah, so, a lot of times
5: mm-hmm. we see companies that just have a, a, a substantial backlog of technology needs that they have. And, and they've got the funding, they've got the budget allocated for it, but they don't have enough of a technology team to attack mm-hmm. it. You know, Maybe they're web-based and they want to launch a mobile app, or they're mobile and they want to launch a web app, or whatever it might be, automate a workflow. Um, so that's where we can really step in and be that special forces team that, that he mentioned. Yeah, in some
4: cases, they actually need to know what talent to hire. And so if you go through a very fast cycle, product development, market validation, then they'll know who to bring in on their team and exactly what type of skill sets and experience level they need mm-hmm. they didn't before
1: we're talking with Sheldon Grizzle and Jonathan Bragdon from uh, Spartan. Um, you can go to their website, joinspartan.com, for more information about what they do and how they are getting it done. Um, that's something we hear a lot here in the Business Radio X studios is the uh, cultivation of good talent, how to find them, but then also how to keep them. Uh, what are you guys doing there at Spartan to, to ensure both of those um, points are being made?
5: Yeah, I, I mentioned a minute ago that that we take a virtual first strategy when or a a virtual yeah virtual first strategy when when we're looking for talent um and and so that that expands the horizon of of the kinds of people that we can bring in and, and where they're located um so that that's a very unique differentiator that a lot of companies are trying to play around with right now but because we started virtual first Um, our entire company is built that way, even, even just how we communicate within our Chattanooga office. Right. Um, so, so that's a unique identifier for us. Um, another one is, um, transparency. We, we have one of the most transparent corporate cultures I've ever seen in my life. Um, to the, to the extent where we are publishing everybody's salary across the board. Really? Even. That's something I've not heard of before. Uh, partners all the way down to you know, whoever, um, everybody in the company can see where every single dollar from the company goes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we have a a partnership model where there's six partners in the company. And if we get paid, um, we only get paid when there's profit in the company. And when we, we get paid, everybody else gets, gets a distribution as well. So, um, so unique. So, yeah. So we've got a unique bonus and, and, you know, kind of distribution culture as well um the last thing that's very very unique is is we practice something called hol- holacracy
1: okay explain
5: that to us please so holacracy um what what is the best way to explain holacracy
4: <laughs> <Did> you <laughs> put, put you, on you on this yeah, yeah i,
5: I, I think so, it has to do with whole i yeah, mean so theocracy it, part is it, yeah. it basically so, takes takes the um hierarchy okay if you will out of the business typically you have CEO, and then it flows down. Middle management, all the way down down. from the CEO.
4: It's a a form of governance Mm -hmm. that puts the authority and the responsibility within each role inside the company so that there's no... you, You really avoid the political top-down right. or you know, faction-oriented. But uh, each
1: position in the company has a little more weight than it may in other companies, uh, the title they have, um, and, and they are able to understand it. And you said govern the uh, whole entire company from their position, and you don't have to be a CEO of the company.
4: Right. If a position has a role assigned to it, they have ultimate authority only limited by somebody if they overlap somebody else's authority. So it, And it's it's highly structured um, it because it sounds like it's very random and right. people just do whatever they want, but it's because it's highly structured and it, this has been honed over over years. And it's, yeah. it's, I'm I'm pretty amazed by it. It's my first experience working right. within that, yeah. that type of structure. It
5: definitely takes a little while to get used to. We've been trying to do it for about a year, and and again, I feel like we're just now starting to get
4: our feet under mm-hmm. us and uh, starting to click. A big requirement of that is again the right the right people, the right team. I mean, we strategically. Do not hire junior engineers. Everybody is senior, top of their game, the best talent out there. They've been through a number of cycles. And so mm-hmm. you can, it makes that a lot, a lot easier to transition. Right.
1: And, and culture, again, is something we hear about a lot on the Business Radio X network um, and how important it is to develop good culture and maintain it. Um, but that starts from the top down. Right. Your culture, even though everybody on the lower level may you know, want to be a part of it, but, you know, that doesn't affect the top level. So it must come from the top down. And so it sounds like you've got a good uh, core leadership team in place over there and everybody's benefiting from it uh, throughout the company. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, uh, but if you're a business out there, you're an entrepreneur, and you're looking to expand your business or take your uh, offerings into a new market, that again is where Spartan comes into play. You can help with web design, um, you can help with integration of, of marketing strategies, a lot of different uh, elements that you guys are expert in that can certainly help the entrepreneur or existing company out there. So, yeah. I encourage our listeners to go to their website, spartan.com If you need help with uh, your strategy or your app development program development uh they can help you with that as well so um let's talk about chattanooga uh what are you guys thoughts on uh, you know the the city here as a whole and you know where you may see it going in
4: 2016 yeah we we obviously love chattanooga we've we've been here since before it was cool to be a startup <laughs> yeah. so Um, And and being part of that ecosystem, which truly is an ecosystem, it's not a single organization. It's a whole number of organizations, a lot of individuals passionate about changing things for the better. Um, It's a very uh, communication-oriented community. Um, And as different groups become passionate about different things, it's relatively easy to gain support around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been mentioned a few times on this show. And it's really true. If, if you need help and you can't find it, it's because you're not looking. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's going to be really fun to see. You know, we feel like it's really just beginning here in Chattanooga. That's We've great. literally yeah, just started. Right. And there's so many opportunities for us as a city and as a group to, to bring more and more talent into amazing opportunities to create new opportunities, to collaborate more. Um, and so it, the, not just 2016, but the, the next decade yeah, is going to be pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah.
5: And, the, and, the, and neither of us are from Chattanooga originally. But you were brought here. Yeah, but I, right. I moved here to go to Covenant uh, in 99. And so I've, I've seen over the last really 15 years, this, this city just explode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and five years ago, when we started CoLab down on Main Street, um, the The hope was that Chattanooga would become an entrepreneurial place because at the time it wasn't mm-hmm. um, and and it 's been remarkable. None of us in our wildest dreams thought that Chattanooga as a community would have come this far. In terms of supporting entrepreneurial activity and startups and all of this, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the BDC being what it is now. So.
1: Right. No, and I hear it everywhere we go. You know, I say the term Chattanooga to people or to mention the city and, and immediately their eyes light up, their ears perk up and they, well, what's it like there? I want to know more about it. And I tell them, just go visit, hang around, talk to people. You will soon get a real taste of, of what it's like here. And it's real people doing real good work and everybody joining in together to, to help the mission and the cause. So that's um, right. Um, Chattanooga is, I think the city Atlanta once was and Atlanta got too big, too fast. And now we're on our way to international stardom, which is a whole nother, uh, stratosphere. But Chattanooga is small enough, connected enough, but, uh, savvy enough in the technical space that, uh, you know, things are happening here and attracting talent from all over the world. Yeah,
5: I think you're right. So we
1: uh, if we can help you here at Business Radio X uh, get the mission out of Spartan and or uh, help you connect with other like-minded individuals, please let us know and we'd love to have you back on the program. So thank you Jonathan Brogdon and Sheldon Grizzle for joining us. Tell listeners how they can find out more information about Spartan.
5: Yeah, well we're we've got all the normal social media stuff, but our main main, main place is uh, joinspartan.com.
1: Joinspartan.com. So sounds good to me. Um, All right, so listeners and supporters, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, If your company is out there doing something interesting to genuinely serve your market, your community, and your profession, please please reach out to us directly on the contact page at businessradiox.com. On behalf of Stone Payton and Lee Cantor and the entire Business Radio X Network, I am Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio.